Sport Tech with Abu where you can listen anywhere on your portable devices. This is a series of episodes with different topics discussed on disabilities, different backgrounds, religious, sports, technology and people in the disability section because we're always trying to be equal and be equalized with everyone. So you can listen to this on your various platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, Acast, Google Podcasts or any other platforms, online podcast services that are out there. And you're joined with your host Abu Bakr, the podcast called Sport Tech with Abu. So subscribe, like, comment and share. My name is Wanade Saddam. I work for Aldin Muslim foundation how did you set up this foundation i started this foundation three years i was running it on a low ground i did not establish this on social media on all the social media accounts so i was running it on a low ground like just in community helping the community members so i wanted to fund it so that i can help globally in my country or like even other communities that's why i opened up this account my social media account so we help the needy the orphans the needy the poor all kinds of people who need help that's why people so this foundation actually i was inspired by my dad to open up this foundation my late dad now i used to i used to do with him his programs he used to go to do spreading the word of allah and so unfortunately during in that during that process people tell us their sad stories instead of listening to what we have to tell them they would tell us our their problems how they are suffering how they love food everything they are going through and since it was pandemic because we started this group this foundation in pandemic so this is it was pandemic because right now in my country we are we are under lockdown so right now in my country everything is locked everything is locked people are not working people are not working so people are suffering uganda as uganda is generally a, a poor country it's generally a poor country we have less resources everything we we are poor as in poor so with the small i have an entrepreneur so with the small i have and my group and the help of my fellow muslims in my community the mosque they could raise us some swadak and we deliver it to the poor people the needy people god don't do helping them with a small we have yeah like recently on wednesday we went to a village called Bungoko. it's it's in bale uganda it's in bale uganda we went to a village called god Bungoko. where where with there was an old man and an old woman they are they have two kids and whereby the old man is brain and this woman is is lame so they had no way of feeding their children so these children are the ones working hard to feed this old man over the old man is in a mud house we help them with a little we had we help them because they're facing much they don't have all necessary resources medical food clothing and even their their children don't school because they don't have tuition to pay for their children so we we help them with a little we had and we went further to help other people in the village with a small we had by then what other challenges did you come across during the pandemic first of all i i'll have to tell you the challenges of the people who i help challenges of the people i help during this pandemic remember we are on lockdown everything doesn't operate everything don't operate people don't move all cars are grounded everything currently shut people are not working people are starving they are hungry people are not schooling because schools are also closed challenges they face right now first of all is hope. people in uganda have lost hope if someone has no hope there is no way you can convince that person to do something beneficial. They have lost hope. As I told you before, I used to do DAWA programs. So in this process of going during the DAWA, during the DAWA session, you could tell someone something, like maybe you're telling him how 
how Prophet Muhammad is grateful. So people would not listen to all that because first of all they have lost hope. They are suffering. They have lost hope. All the person is want is money. Is want is food. So you tell him everything. You the only thing he will tell you is have you brought me some food, some clothing, some medical resources and whatsoever. So that's what they used to tell us. What we did in order to get their attention, we had to first provide them with what they want so that we can help like so that we can spread the word of Islam. Yeah, that's how we came up with the Aldin Muslim Foundation. So we, we, we had to provide them with food, made clothing, water. They, then they were like, okay, now you can tell us what you want. Then that's when we had the opportunity to spread the word of Allah. Those are the challenges that the people face. As a foundation, we also have some other difficulties we face. Currently, we are facing, we don't have enough funds to help the people. We help them with us, have they help, like we help them with the small the community can raise because we have some people in the community who also provide us with the small charity they have. So with the charity they provide us, we also add our own and we go and help the people. So that is the challenge we are facing. And the other thing also transportation because there are some areas that are far, deep down in a village would want to reach those people who are poor who are very poor but again we don't have transportation means there's a car we normally rent there's a car we normally rent but again that it's kind of all a lost or the fee of paying the car remember whenever we are going for the charity stuff because at least in a way we do it twice every week we do it twice like we we, we donate twice every week like we, we have run short of the resources to provide people the transportation means and we also wanted to also construct mosques and boreholes to help they don't have water sources, so if you could construct the boreholes to help them fetch water from there, yeah. Also, construct mosques for to help them in, in order to perform players there. Because deep down in a village, some people are even illiterate to Islam. You can't spread the word of Islam, they want to convert and become Muslim, but again, they don't have where to go and perform swallow. Those are the difficulties we are facing currently. So now you said that they lost hope. How are they going to get the hope back? Did you give them some advice or give them confidence? Because you need some confidence. So how did you put the confidence back into them and now are they getting the hope and confidence now? We normally hold seminars to help them. We give them advice. We hold seminars. We bring some imams to teach them. As I told you, every week we hold the, we, we, we do the donations twice. But before doing the donation, we normally go there to the donation place or where we are going to hold the donation so we go there in the morning gather the people around the area we first teach them we tell them all the dangers and all the benefits they are to get to encourage them so that they gain the hope once they gain the hope and everything and actually once we tell them or we teach them on how to live in this pandemic yeah we tell them how like measures of how to to uh, to uh, to protect themselves on this Corona, uh, this COVID-19. That's very amazing how you've managed to get seminars and everything like that done. So I'm hoping you could come to the UK one day and bring your stories to Uganda, to UK as well, because there's some places in UK as well where there's poor and people are homeless and sitting on the streets asking for money or clothes. Have you got any stories if you've taken someone to the mosque, given them clothes, food, money, or helped them with transport? You said that they struggle going to the mosque do you ever help them by transport we help them but most times we don't take them to the mosques what we do is that we go to the mosque we talk to the imam he tells the people after swallow he tells the people the problems that needy people are facing the people playing performing swallow after swallow actually they tell them we need some funds some money buy food some clothing if you have clothing so 
people in the mosque provide what they have. So once they give us maybe clothing, those who give us clothing, those who give us money, those who give us food, we as my, as in me as my foundation, we deliver that to people. Actually, my foundation is to deliver the aid we are given to people. We can't go and fetch them from a village to bring them to the town, maybe to the mosque. Because deep down, because deep down in the village, sometimes there are mosques, no mosques. We are planning maybe to construct mosques for them. Do you have any stories that you've helped someone? You told me a story earlier, an old man and a woman. So could you tell me more on that, please? About that old man, we traveled to Bungokoro. It's in Mbale, Mbale district in Uganda. We traveled to Bungokoro to do that donations as usual. Actually, we have been getting a lot of stories, but that story was so touching. We found an old man and the old woman. This old man was blind and the old woman was lame. So these people were so highly blessed, but they had two kids. So those two kids uh, were the ones raising food for them, raising food for the mom, for the dad. And these people were living in a mud house, a mud house, like a house built with soil. They were helping them with the small they have in that they could go around the village carry water fetch water for people like on the wells they go to the well fetch water they bring to them they give them some small money they have some give them food yeah, and they go home they feed their parents we went there we provided them with a small we had provided them with food with some clothing water and some medical medical stuff then we also promised them inshallah if you get some funds we uh mania gang is this adam Nkolani uh, Aldin Muslim Foundation Tuya mbaba Avantu avadi mweta Avakade Bamulekwa Avalema Avantu wana avadi mweta Tu watu bayama Nadala avasiram Tu bayambi nadala Okubatu sako Chitono chitu watu sogode Muli emele, muli engoye Muli obujanjabi Uganda Muslim Foundation Facebook, Aldin Muslim Foundation ku, ku Instagram, Aldin Muslim at gmail.com ku email address here for aldinmuslim at gmail.com aldinmuslim foundation at gmail.com yeah aldin spelling anti a l d i n then muslim m u s l i m foundation l f o u n d a t i o n kati omuche na yanjaga dance to gire ku whatsapp maybe nzena yetso ko gire ku whatsapp namba yange ri 2 8 plus 256 7041204554 in number yange simu my dear muslims my dear my fellow ugandans who are in manchester uh in uk manchester my name is saddam i work under aldin muslim foundation yeah we we are based in uganda we help the needy the poor the orphans the 
the lame, the disabled, all the people who need our help, we help them, especially Muslims. We help them with the small we have. We provide them shelter, we provide them food, uh, water, medical treatment, and all the necessities we can provide, all the resources, mattresses. Yeah, as you know, Uganda is a poor country. Muslims are facing a lot. A lot. We have a few mosques, a few worship grounds, and I uh, would like to expand that. We would like to expand that, probably. Like We would like to expand that, inshallah. A Muslim community may grow larger in Uganda yeah, by construction of mosques, power halls, what. For the small we have right now, we only provide resources like food, water, uh, food, water, clothing, um, mattresses, but we'd like to expand that and maybe we also construct mosques, power halls, inshallah. So we seek for your aid, for your assistance to promote Islam in my country, Uganda, inshallah. For way of connect connecting with me if you want to connect with me with my foundation you can go to Aldin Muslim Foundation on Instagram Aldin Muslim Foundation on Facebook Aldin Muslim Foundation at gmail.com if you're to email me and my Aldin is Aldin Muslim Foundation is spelled in this way Aldin is A L D I N Muslim is M U S L I M Foundation is F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N, my personal contact. You can also contact me on WhatsApp because it's also on WhatsApp, because it's also on WhatsApp. It's plus 256-704120454. I'll welcome all the help you give me, inshallah. Thanks. Have a nice day. My name is Wanade Saddam. We work under Aldin Muslim Foundation. Listen on all major podcast services, including the likes of Spotify, Apple Music, ACAS, Google Podcasts. My name is Juma. The organization is from Boko Life Foundation. We provide them with food, clothing, medical care, construct poor holes, and even houses. We help the disabled, those are the needy, the widows. We give them food, medical care, clothing, and other help like giving them How long has it been going on? And during Ramadan and COVID-19, how was it challenging? During Ramadan, we were working with Sadaka Community Foundation. It's a mother foundation to us. So we, we started being independent towards ED. We tried to 
provide the little we had. During this COVID season, it has been very challenging because they had very less to provide. We used to reach out to one or two people in a month and we have been in lockdown for two months. So that means we have, been, we have only reached out to four people only. So they expect more because the lockdown has been eased in my country. How long has it been challenging for you now? The COVID-19 is lifting up slowly now. Are you doing face-to-face or are you still doing it via online and Zoom? Right now we are providing face-to-face. We are going in communities and reaching out to the communities. I'm in Uganda right now. We had the, we, we had wanted to reach out to all because the 50, com- the 50 communities that had reached out cover the whole of Uganda. You get wanted like immediately after. Like if we finish handling Uganda, and here, like we, our income or the, the donation increases with time. We want to reach out to other countries also within Africa so that we can also reach out to the world as the Boko Life Foundation because it's not all about helping Africa but it's all about helping the world. This money has been coming on our phone because I'm the one running it with my other brothers. So the money comes to me on phone but it has been coming less because there's no way we would, we would access banks. It has been coming on phone and we get the little we have and give them because the donors have also been sending little because due to the COVID-19 season, the lockdown put us like in the field and we wouldn't access the banks. So this money, most people like we had a plan to buy it, we were sending it direct on phone. And after sending it on phone, like our lines in Uganda, mobile money, can only carry 10 million, that is Uganda shillings, 10 million. We have been getting the little we had and we used to give them. Because we also had another challenge of transport. Could you tell us the story about that challenge? The challenge about transport is most communities are too far and we use public transport means. We only had one vehicle, which is an automatic remote, which would not reach out to all the places. And uh, the other problem was also fuel. Okay, and um, could you tell us a story about yourself of uh, how you managed to help someone, a well-being of person with a disability? It all started on the street. Eh? We were from school going back home the lame woman we said what one takes something on the street in the rain so i had my own tuition school fees one day at school i had used to buy her brother's food and on top of that transport her from the town to her own home so my friend was like why can't we start out something like this and we start helping them slowly slowly as we get the help from the donations i was like yeah it's a good idea that's when we started working with the sadaka that was during ramadan sadaka muslim community the dawa we reached out most, we have been reaching out most, so that's when we started also wanted to be independent as the Boko Life Foundation. How can people get hold of yourself or social media? On social media, like we have, we have the Boko Foundation on Instagram and also have Ahmed Akbar, that is my brother, the one who told me we should run this. He's also running the same. R O B O K O. Yeah, that's, that's what we can find on Instagram. Boko Life Foundation. It's a young foundation which has just started. We were working with Sadaka Community Foundation, but we broke up because of what I had told you, like, proud that I don't like to go to the and get money. Well, no, it is okay, I can come when you want me to come. I had not yet got anyone I had connected with to do it, but in case you can connect me, I can because we have just started, like, it's still young, one first finish on ground, charity then, I can come there. It's from Boko Life Foundation, Juma with Sport Tank with Abu. Sport Tank with Abu. Catch the latest interviews from the professionals of their specialised fields. My name's Ryan. I'm one of the facilitators for Andy's Man Club in the Manchester group. In regards to Andy's Man Club as a whole, we are a national sort of talking group for men um, in regards to any sort of problems that they have. At this moment in time, it's now 57 groups up and down the country. I co-run uh, Manchester. 
I use her. During the pandemic, I got asked to be part of the facilitator team in regards to basically facilitating the sessions that we run on a Monday night, you know, helping the guys through it and everything else like that. And now that we're back, you know, sort of in a physical space and everything, you know, we now meet every Monday night at 7 o'clock. How did you come up with the idea and how did they come up with this idea of putting it together? It's not something that I came up with. Um, so that goes to our founder, who is a guy called Luke Campbell. He basically brought, you know, brought this idea together when he lost, he lost a close family member of his through, and he took his own life. Basically, his vision was just to sort of have these groups in regards to, you know, when men get together and just sort of have a chat and talk about any sort of problems that they may be going through. It doesn't really matter, you know, how big or how small or anything else like that, where it's just to sort of show that sort of camaraderie with a lot of the guys and everything else like that. It's just basically, there's always a sense that basically they feel like, you know, they're the only person that are going through whatever it is that they may be going through at the time. Then, you know, just to try and bring these guys together to show that, you know, they're not alone in the struggles that they may be facing. For example, if someone's got a learning difficulty or if they are repeating things again and again, like I know someone in my cricket club, uh, sometimes either talk too much or talk too less on a cricket match or before it. How can they overcome that of talking less or talking more with their mental health? Everybody's different and what we find, especially with our groups, is that sometimes what we what we try and encourage is that basically when you step through the door for the first time is that basically the messages that we say is the space, this time is here for you. So you step through the door for the first time so you can talk as much or as little as you want. We still have guys that come through the door and everything else like that and that sometimes, you know, they don't talk that much for a few weeks at least because they just want to listen. And then when it comes, people get through, you know, people get to it at sort of like their own point in time and everything where there'll be a point where, you know, we'll get to that, you know, we'll get to that person again. Then it's time for them to talk. And we just try and encourage that to basically, you know, it, you know, I'm not always so that it is okay to talk. Um, but again, it's, it's one of those that it's just trying to get those guys to at least talk at their own pace and, you know, whether they feel comfortable sort of like talking not that much at the beginning and then gradually building it up. What are the challenges you have encountered through the course of the first wave and the second wave of the pandemic and how have you overcome them? With regards to when the first wave hit and, uh, you know, everything got locked down, we were all in physical venues um, so it, it, it was all running in physical session when the first wave hit the credit to the guys in the head office that they basically was just sort of like we still need to try and find a way to run these sessions for the guys that use them and for any guy that might need them they sort of envisioned that basically it might be a case of there would be guys that would be feeling incredibly lonely throughout like you know the, the lockdown period and everything else the credit to the guys at the head office that basically embraced the technological side of it all of the groups at the time up and down the country we were running online so we were running like online sessions for the guys uh, so that carried on throughout the first wave when things started to and then another challenge that we had was that basically you know there are some of us we we welcome basically any guy over the age of 18 there were some guys that may that were maybe a bit older and they were very technologically minded and it was one of those that we we did try and get them online if they needed it and everything so that was a big struggle as well i've been going to 
and this man club now for just over a year and a half and there's always you know those regulars that you see we did also see in regards to the numbers um, for the regular people but then that was probably one of the first major challenges that we faced trying to run the sessions especially for the Manchester group we did have our venue which was just outside of Shield Hill uh, transport which was sort of lifted to the point where you know we could meet in physical spaces but with restrictions we did unfortunately lose our venue so then it was the struggle for the guys again at head office to try and find us a new venue we did have to move around a couple of venues but now you know we are back in the we're back in the city centre so we can we can get the venue up and running again and um, yeah get get the help to, and the support to the guys that need it the main headquarters of the, the head office is based in Yorkshire so I think it's somewhere like in we're based now on Princess Street, um, so that's just a short stone throw away from the uh, from like the village, uh, St Peter Square. We've been running physical sessions for for a good few months now. The challenges that we face, one of the only early open venues that we had to us was based in like South Manchester, like Rushall, which again was quite a way out for some of the regulars and everything, and even for myself. It was it was round about a two hour journey for me each way because uh, I don't drive. I, I you know I use public transport. Now that we've managed to find a, a more central venue, we run our sessions physically on every Monday night at seven o'clock. One of the benefits that we had in regards to creating that online uh, the the online sessions during the first wave is that because we still don't have like you know we still get guys calling on our social media saying like you know oh we could really do with the club in you know this area because it doesn't have it yet and there is club might be like absolutely miles away even in like a different town or city uh but the online sessions now they are here to stay you can't get to a physical meet for whatever reason you could just email the head office at info at andysmanclub.co.uk and what they'll do is that they'll give you a link join the online sessions when they run on the Monday night as well. But we don't really specifically go down one sort of like mental health route or anything. What we, we just sort of open it up to any guys that may be going through difficulty in their lives at the moment. Um, we do have a lot of guys that come through that, you know, that do suffer with anxiety and everything. It, you know, myself included, I do suffer a lot with anxiety from time to time. Um, and one of the one of the sort of magics in you know, the magic things that happen with regards to the group is that with anxiety and everything it is it's one of those that there is a, a, a big sense, especially with myself, that at first that I was the only one that was suffering with anxiety but I didn't really know how to cope with it. When you hear other guys that suffer with the that, that go through the same thing and, you know, you hear their sort of coping mechanism how they deal with it and you know, you Thank you. 
If anyone's got like learning difficulties or disabilities or visual impairment because uh, recently one of our cricket players they have been going through mental issues as well. Your top three tips for anyone that's struggling through mental health, disability, anxiety, anything. On a personal note, uh, one thing that I do is a, a lot of journaling. Uh, so it's just basically, you know, sort of like writing down any thoughts and feelings that I have when I sort of have, like, you know, my mind or anything else like that is sort of like clumped up with like questions and thoughts. Because for me, it's a way of getting everything out of my head, like either onto the page or whether, you know, talking about it and again, going back to the talking room. I do journal a lot and for me that really does help because it's a way for me to sort of like unclutter my mind. One of the second ones that I, I, I would say is finding something that fulfills your, you, yourself, whether that would be through, you know, either physical activity if you're able to, or something more less physical. Like again, for me, I'm a big music lover. Um, I, you know, I play I play guitar, even a case of just sort of like having half an hour on the guitar, just strumming along and everything. It helps ease that sort of sense of like, you know, anxiety or anything else like that that goes on within myself. So finding that comfort activity, I would say, we have a couple of guys that, you know, they, they're very big walkers. So, you know, they like to go out in nature and they find that, you know, that helps clear their mind. And finding that one thing that helps that is more beneficial for yourself. Third one, again, going back to Angus Mansell's model, uh, talking again, that's another way to sort of get things off your chest, out of getting, you know, thoughts and things and everything else like that out of your mind into a physical sort of like, you know, space and an open space as well. I feel that it is a very sort of subjective thing that, you know, everybody's different. Sometimes people, they may talk too much and as long as it's done in a very sort of healthy way, that's why we always say that, you know, at AMC that, you know, it's a very non-judgmental state because every, you know, every guy, the only thing that we have in common for every guy that steps through the door is that we are all going through a storm of some kind. Every guy's storm may be different, some may be, you know, a bit more severe, some may be a bit less. With regards to talking too much or talking too less, it's also finding what you're comfortable with as an individual. Even the guys at AMC and everything, they say, like, you know, sometimes I do ramble a bit, where it's just sort of like I'm on a subject, but then because, you know, I thought that the way that sort of like I work, I'm just sort of like, I discuss the subject, but then sometimes I can discuss it too much. But then it's just finding that sort of happy balance for yourself as an individual, I think. That's one thing that we do stress at, like, Angus Bank Club as well, is that, you know, we, we always say at the beginning that, you know, this is your space and this is your time. You know, if you want to, you know, talk as much or as little as you want, you know, we, 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 we embrace the people that just sort of have those, like, you know, a couple of, you know, they, you know the people that are sort of, like, direct to, say, to the point. But then we also do embrace, you know, the, 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 the rambling, shall we say, <laughs> you know, the people that may talk a little bit too much. But again, you know, and I think that, again, that's what makes us all different. And, uh, but that's what also makes us all, all unique. Okay, thank you very much. Before you go, could you just uh, give out your social media handle and if you could spell them out, if how they can find you, either on social media or email? The email address is info, so that's I-N-F-O, at andys, A-N-D-Y-S, manclub.com.
www.andysmanclub.co.uk. You can find us on Facebook at Andy's Man Club um, as well. And we also do have an Instagram, which is all one word, Andy's Man Club UK. We run the physical sessions and everything else like that. So um, what we would advise that um, we would advise that you sort of like, you know contact the Samaritans. My name is Ryan. I am with Andy's Man Club, and you're listening to Sport Tech with Abu. Thank you for listening to the Sport Tech with Abu today, with various of platforms of interviews specialising their special needs and various of topics that we cover every episode. So. Please give us a like, comment, share and please subscribe to the Sport Tech with Abu. And also you can find me on more various of social media platforms as well, such as Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. So Facebook page is Abu Bakr Sports and Technology. Facebook ID is Abu Bakr Ishtiak and Twitter is Abu Ish 30. That's A-B-U-I-S-H 30 as the number 30. And my Instagram is Abu Bakr Ishtiak. That's A-B-U-B-A-K-R. I-S-H-T-I-A-Q So please give a like, comment, share and subscribe to my Sport Tech with Abu because we cover every angle.